0: Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome <laughs> to Celtics post game on the Garden Report. It's time, three it's like, season game number it's three. Like it's
1: like we're doing the post game guard report, you know. I like it. Yep. We started the same starters
0: way. to the bench at this point. No Smart, no Tatum, Horford, Brogdon sat this one. Uh, your regulars took the night off here. A couple nights after playing some steady minutes in that Raptors game. And now they'll get a week off, full week of practice before the last preseason game, and that's usually the one where it's more of like a full go, right? Uh, and right, you know they, they'll play the, they'll play their yeah. opening night game playing that night against the Raptors in Montreal, which I'm uh, still thinking about shooting up there for that game. But for now we're at home. Uh, we can hit on this one. Jalen Brown starts. I believe Joe Mazzulla said pregame that uh, the Celtics wanted to keep his rhythm and you know keep him in his flow. He led the NBA in scoring through two preseason games. And it's just one of these Jalen starts that we've seen at the beginning of seasons at the beginning of games where he's just hitting everything from all spots on the floor, looks strong, looks aggressive, confident, coming off that great NBA finals performance as well. And you you love what he's doing as a finisher in this game. I thought he did a little bit more with the ball in his hands, of course, and leading a fast break offense where that's where he's about as prolific as anybody and the shooting's great too, which I'm excited about because last year, I don't feel like he had a great three-point shooting year, if I'm pulling up the numbers here quickly. Um, you know, catch and shoot, all the other areas. I think he took a small step back, went from 39.7% in 2021 to 358 So that was his lowest total since that Kyrie year, the 18-19 from three. And for his career, he's 37. So you want to see him get back up to that, like 37, 38% range from three. And uh, he's looking solid off the dribble so far. Yeah, no question. And
1: I was, I was going to say the same thing. It's like the NBA final version of Jalen Brown's carried over into this preseason games. And people can say what they want about preseason games, but I just see his approach, the way he's reading the defense and the way he's attacking and everything coming together. I think it's a sign of what, what's to come in the beginning of the regular season. Like, he's really dialed in right now. And I think that coming off the NBA finals, knowing how close he was and knowing that, you know, there's a lot of talk out there. I mean, not that even is about the talk, but people just overall, well, it's fact, right? Like he, he was, a he was the number, the, the, he averaged the most points for the Celtics in that NBA finals matchup. He was the more consistent guys out of everyone, which for a team that was just reaching for a consistency throughout, after that game one win from the Celtics, it, it meant a lot, you know, to him, it seems like. And, off-season workouts, the pull workouts, and just the way he spent his summer and posting on social media, like, he's he's all in. I mean, and not to say that he wasn't before, but I just think this level of focus right now, there's something to be said about that. Like, we, we have to, I think it's it's worth stressing that it, Jalen could go on a tear to begin this uh, NBA season. I, I think all of this is relevant to that.
0: Yeah, and he spoke in the locker room the other night, uh, his first presser in a while, and you, you just feel that demeanor, the strong poise from him, uh, both he and Tatum, I feel like, have stepped into a strong leadership role on this team. I talked about that in Dome Theory earlier yeah, today. With definitely. Uh, you
1: know what, Bobby, we got to talk about that—the the, the conversation, the one-on-one that they had that they aired on uh, NBC Sports NBC. Boston. If it was from Media Day, they aired it yesterday, and I just thought it was interesting. We'll talk more about it later, but
0: it was—it uh, was. Oh yeah, hit on it now. What would you what do you like out of that? Well, the best
1: part I think was when they said when when uh, and shout out to Forsberg. I thought this was a great question. He said, what's one thing that you like about the other guy, you know, a trait that, that you appreciate or whatever, you know, something that's like not that's outside of what you do. And I thought it was interesting because Tatum talked about how, man, I like when Jalen says he's going to do something, he does it, you know, he'll say something in the huddle. He goes in and does it. Like he's determined he's going to get it done. Like, you know, I, you know, I I like that about him, you know, that's something, you know, that that sticks out to me. And then for Jalen, Jalen was like, well, with Tatum, you know i like how he doesn't have to say, he doesn't say much but you know that he's dialed in you know and that he, even though he doesn't say anything he, he leads by example and then towards the end of it he's like but this year I, i'm gonna need you to say more and i feel like they're joking you know Tatum does like the not even i'm not gonna call it like an uncomfortable laugh but it just seemed like the kind of laugh that cut not tension but just sort of that like like i'm joking but i'm kind of serious like you know let's let's take this thing to another level and look i don't think it's like in a, in a, in a, what do you call it? It's not, I don't think it's like angst or whatever. I don't think it's out of like, man, you know, I, we could have won if you, if you spoke more, but I just think it's him being honest, being more open, being more transparent, which is exactly what we've been asking for them to do. Right. And this is exactly what led to that turnaround in some regard, because they, they, uh, they, they I guess they had that uncomfortable conversation, you know, after the Knicks loss and, and that's when the whole turnaround happened. So again, I just think all this is, is all, People gonna have their eyes on Jalen Brown, and I think it's because of what he's doing right now. Again, I think it's gonna carry over into the into the regular season, and, and it's great. It's great for the Celtics. It's gonna go a long way for these guys, and I can't wait to see how Tatum's gonna respond and just how these both of these guys are gonna are gonna lead. You know, they're gonna lead in a way that we haven't seen them. You know, do do in the past, and especially at this point where this isn't January when they had to really, you know, get things. You know, when they when they picked up that momentum when they when they got out of their bad ways.
0: Yeah, and it contrasted to last year at this time we're talking about captains and no one wants to do it no one wants to take on that role and now it's it's not even about a title it's just about them doing it and showing it and saying the right things and you one of my favorites is brown after that first game 134 points they dominate the hornets on the in the boston side of this matchup and he's saying don't be fooled by this we got a lot of stuff to work on whether it was the turnovers uh, the rebounding issues that popped up again early in this one or any number of things that they didn't do well. Communication, I'm sure. There were some lapses as well. Joe Mazzola said after that game he made a couple of mistakes, and he's leaning on these guys for communication. Uh, rebounding, I think they both took that on in an admirable way against the Raptors, and they pretty much won that game. It was the it was the end of the bench who blew that one in the fourth quarter. Uh, so you love what you're seeing from the starters, especially the guys at this top of the roster. I said it earlier on Dome Theory. Ime last year was the voice of this team. I don't think there was any dispute about that. So far, a couple weeks in the camp, few games under their belt in the preseason, Brown and Tatum sound like the voice of this team. Like Al has handed them the baton, and he has urged them to be more vocal and really embrace that role. And he's been impressed with what they've done in that regard. And now it's all about them and their message. And you talk about Brown in the huddle and even Tatum after the last game, just talking about some of the things they did well during their great offensive stretch last year. These guys just seem to get it at this point. Like they know what it takes. They know what they're doing at their best. They know when they're slipping up, but that's the key point, right? When they slip up and they lose a couple games or they fall into some bad habits, they're going to have to try to catch themselves a little bit because we're still not sure where yeah. Joe Mazzulla is at from an accountability standpoint, digging into these guys. I actually talked to Al Horford Al, uh, last week uh, yeah, to practice see, I was gonna say that, that's
1: when that's when your veterans come in. Yeah, you know? and I not said you know, Al, our veterans, but you know what I mean.
0: I said, Al, has uh, has Joe had to get into any of these guys yet, the way Emae, you know, we saw may do occasionally last year, and he said, Not yet. So we're still waiting for that moment of you know Joe to really get into these guys and rein them in if uh, if they do lapse. And you know, they've oh, looked yeah. good so far, right? Of
1: course, Bobby. This is the beginning. This is like this is like the uh, you know, like the beginning, and not, not to go the analogy route the xanist analogy route, but like you know the beginning of a you know, first <laughs> day like of school
0: home yeah okay
1: let's go with that that's that's better i was gonna go another way but you know what, I was like, it's gonna get weird if i say that but yeah first day of school everything's good everyone is you know everybody's got know a each other. you know you you make a mistake the teacher's just like oh come on Jimmy, jimmy jim you know better than that i know you just came from home school but come on you know you know better than that and then what happens like three weeks a month in like when mistakes keep piling on, or they repeat themselves, you might and have a D by that point. We gotta cut this out, guys. Come on, I'm serious here. Like he's gonna have that moment at, at some point throughout the season, because every head coach has it. So it's gonna be interesting. But right now, no, man, they're just they're just trying to get out of the uh, the, the the dark cloud of the of the EMA suspension and and get to know that get get that continuity down, which is obviously there. I mean, it's you can tell just by the fact that this team has known each other for quite some time, and and the pieces that this that this organization has added that they meshed in perfectly. I mean, you know, guys like Brogdon and, and, and even some of these younger guys, man, like we'll talk about it. We can talk about it right now, actually, if you want to, but, you know, Noah Vonlay and, you know, guys who are trying to make this team. I, I think, I think some of that continuity and the way these guys are joking around and and, and the, the closeness of this team, you know, they went to dinner last night. I think that's, that's all relevant in the sense that these guys want to make this team obviously, and that they, they, they feel like they can, they can have a role, especially when you look at the thin backcourt and guys that are injured right now.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get to the those. Mm-hmm. We'll get to those tryout guys. I'm not going to do the John John. If if John was doing the show, he'd be starting with Vonleh and working his way up to the top. Jalen would go last. Look at that. I'm, I threw Jalen to the front, but uh, just to wrap, Jalen six of fourteen, nineteen points, five rebounds tonight, two assists, two turnovers. In the opening game against oh. Charlotte, he had eight of eleven. Uh, 24 points, five rebounds, one assist, and then in the Toronto game, uh, he had the three free throw misses, which I didn't love, but overall nine of 14, 23, four rebounds, and an assist. So the assist numbers were low. Focusing on finishing, focusing yeah, on scoring. I, mean, I think that's a good area. One, for him.
1: It's number one option, Jalen. You know, it doesn't yeah. happen often, so he he got to he got to cook a little bit and, and focus on scoring, especially the so, way this thing started out. It was ugly.
0: <laughs> one other thing I have on him, and I did kind of tease last show. I didn't go all the way in on this take, but there's a world where he could be challenging Tatum from a points per game standpoint. If he's getting easy looks, if he's being fed the ball, one thousand percent. I, I mean,
1: from my for my little, I didn't mean for it to go that long, but my little monologue earlier. I mean, that's what, like, I really think that could that could be a debate that's going to surround these guys, and they're going to have to focus on what's obviously most important and not get. Yeah mixed into to the hype but that's going to be it's going to always going to be around these guys points you know? before it yeah. was you know can these guys play play you know together do they complement each other obviously what we saw last year they proved that they can do that so now it's going to be it's going to be oh well is tatum really 1a here maybe it could be the other way around maybe that's what's best for this team and all of that debate is going to be happening throughout the course of the season i'm sure
0: well, he he talked at last game in the locker room, actually, about working with Kevin Gelly in the pick and roll. And he's like, I see myself as a ball handler long term, So that's why I'm working on these things. And he still looks a little shaky in these practice settings and even in games, losing the ball. I, yeah, I don't know what it goes back to. Is it hand size? Is it just his weakness? Everybody has a weakness. And his is that dribble. Uh, so he's yeah. going to have to improve drastically there if he wants to thrive in an on-ball role. But it is his desire, and he made that pretty clear after last game. Uh, Tatum, though, to his point, and this is the discussion, you talked about the finals uh, and his role in general. He goes through some of these poor shooting nights, always last, 7 last game. He works through a lot more pressure, right? And he has that ball handling, passing responsibility. He's got to be setting other guys up a lot of the time. So, like you said, what's more important, the winning? The the winning formula might be Tatum racking up more assists and Brown racking up more points. And people start there, oh, who's better, Brown or Tatum, based off the scoring. But if each of them are playing their role within the offense, even if Brown's scoring more than Tatum, that doesn't me- necessarily mean that Brown's doing more than Tatum. And that's kind of the story of the finals too, right? Like he was freed up because they were blitzing Tatum.
1: Yeah, for sure. But also – there, I mean, the, the one knock about Jalen's game's always been his handles, always been the turnovers, and that that showed up too in the finals. That showed up too in the postseason, especially in crucial moments. So, you know, it'll be again, it'll be interesting because call who with, with the new head coach calling the end of the games, you know, late game execution, which, which was sometimes something that we worried about, right, Bobby? We talked about it a lot last year, even especially during the playoffs. You know, when they were going into the, the the two minute mark and it's a one point game, it was a coin flip. A lot of those games, right? We weren't quite sure they're going to make it out and you know, those game sevens, especially when you think about, you know, Jimmy Butler taking that three, all that stuff, you know, it could have gone either way. Sure. All right. Fair. That's a fair thing to say, but how are they going to respond to that? How are they going to make sure that they're able to execute properly towards, you know, down the stretch and, and, and you know, Joe Missoula, how is he going to support these guys? You know, if Jalen's hot, does he get the ball at the end of the game? You know, it seemed like that was, a, that was very rare. You know, yeah, they, was. Unless the play, unless there was a broken play, you know, it, it rarely went to Jalen Brown, you know, tie game, Heading into overtime, Jason Tatum usually got that ice hole play. play. Uh,
0: let's actually jump to – I was going to do White, but White's solid. I mean, he's been good as a starter so far. I love his aggressiveness tonight coming out, making a few plays defensively. Yeah, him on the ball. It, man.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: him on the ball was impressive. And, again, he you don't really miss a beat with him defensively, even though he's a guard replacing Rob in that starting lineup. He's at the point of attack a lot of time, making plays early in these games. He had a nice play on ball. I think it was the first shot of the game to get a stop. I love what he's looking like in camp so far. And he might be empowered by that starting role, too. Like, that might be a confidence boost. I know shooting the ball, he looks a lot more comfortable, too. Uh, But I just want to sprinkle him in here quick if you had any thoughts on him.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought this was a good game for him to just, you know, get obviously get a lot more touches, be aggressive on offense. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, he was – wasn't it
0: refreshing seeing him with the ball in his hands more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You wanted to get as comfortable with that as possible because it was, it was a tough transition for him for, for things that was going on off the court last season to, you know, you know pregnant wife and having to move and then having to get, join this team. That's that made this deep playoff run. And he did have sparks here and there, but you wanted to see more consistency for him. So I thought this is a good game for him to sort of, sort of boost his confidence and and um, you know, get him get him going in the right direction with one more preseason game left to go in in, in a week.
0: Yeah, I like his role too. Small ball, he can screen and all that. Yeah, definitely. The ball, like, there's a the role ball.
1: for him on this team. It's not one of those things where he's like, you know, in a Peyton Pitcher situation where he could be on that on the cusp of of being. Yeah, an we were debating player. that.
0: We were saying does thing kind of knocked White out of the fold a little bit, but no, he's he's nah. actually starting on this team. So yeah, I don't I don't think
1: so. I think especially when you see with this with this uh. What this group has been doing when they got the two guard lineups and you know the the the, the tweaking and and, and everything that the the mix and matching that that uh joe mazula has been doing with with brogdon and smart and 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 White, i think he likes that you know because all these guys can sort of hold their own in a sense of it being that ball the, the 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 ball handler and the facilitator whether you're coming off the bench or not and and they all they all give you that effort on the defensive end so it's important to make sure that these guys get you know get their
0: minutes and and put them in the right situations to succeed obviously taking a quick break to tell you about our awesome sponsor BetOnline.ag. our sponsors here and they want to remind you that football is back how could we forget a couple weeks into the nfl season now bet online remains the number one source for all your football betting needs this season that's of course college as well you always find all the latest football odds team matchup info player news game trends at BetOnline. Awesome website, easy to toggle through the different settings, and no one has more. Uh, your continued source for sports wagering information is bet Online with live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. I know I'm excited about Syracuse right now. Might lay a bet on them at some point. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. That's MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf all year long. Go to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. You know the code by now, CLNS50. That's CLNS50 when you sign up for 50% back on your first deposit. Put 100 in there, get 50 back. That's how that works. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. online, where the game starts. Yeah, and so the guy who's not going to be starting if White stays there is Grant, and I'm more comfortable with him in a bench role. I think his stats bear out that he's been better off the bench than as a starter. In fact, when you look at the starters last year with Grant in for Rob, playing next to Horford, they were actually a minus 14 per 100. So uh, he starts tonight. I think Hauser was at the three, Vonley was at the five, and then White and Brown in the backcourt. Vonley was balling. Yeah, only looked good. Double, Grant, double. Grant and Hauser at that forward spot, though. Rebounding was an issue again. I think 10 first-half offensive rebounds for the Hornets. They end this game with, what was the total? Um, 18. So, a high in offensive rebounds for a Celtics opponent this uh, preseason. They entered tonight 26 in opponent offensive rebounding. So, Teams are getting on the offensive glass against them. They're playing a little bit smaller. And especially tonight where you have Grant at that four spot who, you know, gets six boards in this game. But I feel like percentage-wise, impact-wise on the boards, he's not the greatest rebounder in the world. And then Hauser. I know that's – we've talked about Hauser's defense, but his rebounding is really the area of concern for him. I, you know, he just isn't a great impact player on the boards even though he's at six, eight. So they got hit early there. Uh, As far as offense goes, Grant's hanging shots. His big thing this preseason has been diversifying his game and screening better. So offensively, I feel like he's hitting the mark with those things. But I wonder just how free he is going to be to do a lot of this stuff in the regular season. So you want to take left-handed layups in the lane. You want to try some floaters. You want to try like shooting off the dribble. That's great. Like, that's what the preseason's for. And he's done a good job with some of these things so far, shooting efficiently, shooting from different areas. But I, I can just imagine Ime right, last year at the podium saying, we want Grant to play a simple role and we want him to stay with that. You know, they're going to hit Grant sometimes when he gets a little outside of himself confidence-wise. And some of it's done in fun, I feel like. But there were legitimately times last year where Grant would take some wild shots and Ime would just be pissed. Um, so Ime's obviously gone. Joe, we'll see what his stance is on stuff like this. It's obviously great to see Grant try to diversify his game and take some different shots on the floor. But you, his role was simple and it was effective last year, right? Catch and shoot that three, nail it at a high rate and keep the ball moving. Um, yeah, I like I mean... him going to the post, but some of the off the dribble stuff and layups and traffic and floaters and all that, we'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the part he wants to add to his game this season. He talked about that immediate day and it's something that he's clearly trying to do, because I think he realized that, and we saw that a, a lot throughout the postseason. you know, especially in the, in the, in the NBA finals, where like, if he was ice cold from three, he was really difficult to to contribute to the offense, right? Like in terms of him trying to be productive and give you the, the double, double, double digits and points and, and, and be that offensive weapon coming off the bench. I mean, I found that I I feel like he had a really tough time in trying to be productive offensively if that three point shot wasn't falling. So I, I think again, if oh, we got you, got you showing a place right now, Bobby, what's going on? here?
0: Just looking at his shot chart. Oh, tonight. shot so chart. This shot is, chart. Oh, this is kind of where you know he's he's kind of in that float or to mid range. I thought you were about to, to
1: draw a play. I thought this is like your clipboard. You're like, listen, I got, this play that, <laughs> I got this play that these guys need to start running, man. Check it out. No, but Grant, I,
0: Grant, I, I you like gotta that, do bro. the you gotta do the backline uh, backline cut. <laughs>
1: yeah right yeah this is what they're doing wrong guys no but i, I like that grant's trying to add parts to his offense because it's going to make him a better player it's going to make him more productive and it's honestly going to keep defenders it's going gonna, it's gonna to create space you know the, to respect him from that three-point arc which which opposing teams already have to do so he just got to be a little more you know less loose with it obviously because like you said i mean it, it can get ugly sometimes but i i think he's going to uh hopefully he'll find a happy medium you know i think he'll try to figure this thing out
0: so this was him in the Toronto game on Wednesday. A little less efficient, more threes. Again, you see this kind of like mid-post area, you know, hooks. He had a nice uh, spinning layup uh, in, out of a post-up, and I do love him in the post. That's where he was great in college. No, uh, I can't, and this, was, this was the first I game. I can't wait to hear John's reaction to this. You know, this doing. right here, this is that crazy lefty layup he hit against Charlotte in that first game. So, we're gonna yeah, see Grant yeah. experimenting a little bit here.
1: But you know, you know, John's gonna be like, Were well, you guys really doing a short chart for some, some preseason games? Like, you know, he's gonna,
0: <laughs> you
1: know. Well, wait gonna till we get
0: into you. our wait till we get into our Noah Vonley, uh, <laughs> Justin Jackson discussion here. What did you should, John's you should never text do of the that night? again?
1: Just to piss him off. He's going to be like, oh, Yo, you guys have never done this before. I'm like, what? The heck?
0: John's one text of the night was uh, making fun of me for talking about Jackson's chance at making the roster. Um, yeah, all right. It. We, we're so pushing it. along here. We, of course, have sponsors keeping the lights on. Let's show them some love. Yes, you know them. Yes,
1: let's pay, let's pay some bills. Let's do it.
0: You know them, but we love to remind you about com slash garden. 40% off a premium subscription. It's Sleep Sounds. It's meditation. It's yoga. It's something for everybody. And, you know, no, I don't think anyone's panicking yet. In fact, people are probably getting a little too high on this team off the free season. So let's bring it down to a middle. Be balanced. There's some good. There's some bad here. Calm down. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we get too low around here a lot, but sometimes we get too high, too. And it's never bad from either of those directions to, you know, come back and center yourself. Uh, forty percent off a premium subscription gets you the whole library. You love the comment of the day, Joe Sway.
1: Yes, yes, I do. It's quick. It's uh, it's just a perfect way to uh, just you know, kind of just hit the refresh button, right? Like in the middle of the day, not something that you do right when you first wake up or right before bed, but just right in the middle of the day, I don't know, around four or five o'clock, it gives you that little extra burst towards the end. Cause you know, Bobby, our our days they go well into the night, you know, most of the time. So. But we all need something like that, sort of a pick me up, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. You know, not just us uh, journalists. So yeah, uh, everyone, if, can, you, everyone can everyone can can benefit from this. So,
0: and if you're amped up after a big game, they got good stuff to get you sleep there as well. That's really their big thing is getting you sleep. Uh, sleep sounds, uh, bedtime stories for adults and children. LeBron leads read some of them, so I hear. But I'm more of a sleep sound guy. I use the rain and all that, and that's good enough for me. Everything now, forty percent off. LeBron's when you go, go to com city, slash garden,
1: <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna. Yeah,
0: for some people know. they might like it though. Um, our other sponsor is Athletic Greens. Uh, let me pull them up here. But you know the powder, the good powder in your water every morning. That good powder. vitamins, minerals, adaptogens. Where's my Athletic Greens? Come on, they're here somewhere. Uh, you know vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, probiotics your gut health a little bit of everything's in that powder and all you got to do is pour it in your water every morning tastes great and they are going to give you a special offer when you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden that's athleticgreens.com slash garden look at their selections they got a couple of different plans you could try out um you know give it a try for one month and you'll also get like a cool bottle you'll get a nice container to hold it in and uh, The bonus here is five free travel packs and a year's supply Luis. of vitamin D, immune-boosting vitamin D, super important as it gets chilly. It was nice today, but more often than not, it's going to be chilly um, right now. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, get 40% off. A Luis, what do you know about Blue Hill ad? <laughs> subscription. <laughs> was people talking in the chat? There yeah. we go athleticgreens.com slash garden. There's your offer right there. A year supply of vitamin D as well as uh, five free travel packs when you go over there and try it. And again, don't take my word for it. Don't take Joe Slay's. Their reviews everywhere they sell it are great. Through the roof, five stars. People really love this product. And uh, you, know, you might be able to get a phenomenal t-shirt out of it too. So I hear, although we're still waiting. We don't have them yet either. There it is.
1: <laughs> Yo, do these things exist i want my shirt <laughs> they're All for right? real
0: they're for real you'll get one I don't, don't know how long it's gonna take but like a month
1: ago i had a dozen come <laughs> to brockton I, I haven't seen one shirt not a single. we need shirt to get
0: the brockton wi-fi shirt going that's, that's the that, next
1: so. one well, if these ones can get going then
0: we can start we can get into the they the, might the be here one, in 2023 you know? those ones uh, at the yeah, speed we'll see of which the Wi-Fi. one sells more you know yeah, everyone needs one. I'm still trying to think of Shiraz's catchphrase. Once he uses it again, I'm going to be like, oh, there it is. Someone we'll said, get a shirt someone
1: said uh, <laughs> that's funny you say that. Someone said, um, that's not going to cut it. Something like that's that. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> Shiraz says that a lot. Someone, you going to yeah, run back his old a,
0: segments and find them. Um,
1: that's
0: just not good enough.
1: <laughs> and that's just not good enough. Yeah, <laughs> that, That's pretty good. That's a that's a Shiraz line trope.
0: You're gonna get a straight shot or something. I don't know. No chaser out
1: there. I want to see these shirts on Blue Hill Ave everywhere. <laughs> Shout out to Luis for bringing that up. Something Man, about a shot hard.
0: with no chaser. I can. It is in there somewhere. All right. No free ads. Here we go. Um, Grant, we've talked Derek. We've talked uh, Brown. We are also going to talk about Joe Sway's guy at the end of the roster. Actually, no. Quick Blake minute. Not too much yeah. here. But he drew a few fouls, helped on the boards, uh, set screens, passed the ball. I don't love how he's moving. Again, everything just looks kind of painful for him at this point in his career physically. Getting up and down the floor and all that. But you see the hustle. You see the intensity he plays with. He sticks his nose in every play. And they said, this is probably a guy his teammates are going to appreciate having on the floor. This is way better than I expected from him tonight after he couldn't play in his first preseason game and didn't look great at, at the shoot-around I was at. So right here, I'm pleasantly surprised by the rebounding, the passing, and even getting to the free throw line.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, a little bit of, of, of what what uh, the, the things that Joe Majul has been talking about and what we – can expect for him at this point in his career. I mean, we all know he's not jumping over Kias anymore, right? Like that, the, that stage of his career is over with. And right now, you don't need him to do that. You don't need him to be one of those top guys, What which need him to do is help spread the floor by being a, a, a three-point threat. He was a little ice cold to start, but he did. He did knock down one, especially uh, that dribble, the, the step move and dribble. They talk about it a lot. Sean Grady was talking about it a lot, and, and um, yeah, I mean, like that's that's part of his game that he can he can give you that. He can he's a, he's a good passer. He can run the floor for you still and. He can, uh, you know, obviously within ten to a, to ten to fifteen minutes, and I guess he clocked in sixteen today. So this is good. This is good. You know, get the rust out a bit. This is first time on the floor. First time wearing that Celtics uniform. I thought he looked pretty good in the sense of what you want to see from him um, offensively, and of course, being that rebounder that these that these uh, the second unit can always need.
0: Yeah, always and new. I think I think he can still rebound at a high level. It looks like it might be useful for this team in spots. They're going to be yeah, playing a little bit class, smaller with that, Rob
1: box out guy you know old yeah. school guy he can still use his feet well you know he's not as uh he's not gonna jump as high as he used to but he, he's got the fundamentals down still so that still makes him a good rebounder a solid rebounder
0: we'll see where he fits in so y- you have to think I- again i hope we can see luke next friday just to get a feel just to see what he looks like see where he might fit in uh cabin Gelly, i don't know he's probably main bound with with jd once that season gets going but I think he's looked all right okay. in certain spots. He didn't play tonight, did he? Um, I didn't. No, I didn't see him. I don't think he did. Really? So, no. Vonleh. Vonleh ends up catching most of the minutes. This guy, yeah, I'm super it. impressed. I know you've liked him coming in. John liked him. He, he comes he in with Bruno Caboclo. I love
1: yeah, that. Yeah.
0: He so he got signed with Bruno Caboclo. Uh, both of them were playing overseas last year. Bruno didn't make it to training camp just for roster reasons. Vonley sticks on. And for some reason, I don't know. I feel like he was smaller early in his career, skinnier. Uh, he, you know, he go. I think he put on some weight with the Knicks. Had that good season in 2019. He's bulked up a bit.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. Both so it.
0: he's big. I didn't even. I didn't even think of him as a center. But I saw him at camp. Saw him at practice. He's big now. He's got center size. You saw him pounding guys in the post almost Tristan style with the shoulders. Scored yeah. a couple of baskets on that in this game. Rebounding high level. I know he rebounded well through the first two games as well and comes out with his best yet in this one 13 boards in this one and a couple assists too it's a good guy to have for some depth center play that's what they're looking that's what they're lacking right now I can't think of anyone on the back end of the roster here trying out that has a better chance to make it than Bonley. it almost feels like he's kind of part of the plan starting a preseason game uh without a roster spot yet
1: yeah, I feel like this is sort of like the uh, the, the official you know check mark you know that, that he can he, he's going to make this team. Honestly, yeah, I just think he he flourished in that in that role. And obviously, you know, all the starters didn't play in this one, so he got to really relax, you know, settle in. And and he was he was productive throughout. You know, in my opinion, I I think he did a really good job throughout these first three preseason games of showing his versatility. Right, that first yep. game he knocked down the three point shot. He was he was forcing the opposing team to go guard him. But in this one, he got his nose dirty. Right, he cleaned the glass. He was setting picks for guys. He was very active uh, on the defensive side, sort of being that rover who could obviously switch with guys in the backcourt and, and do it seamlessly without, without looking tired, without really you know, showing any signs of fatigue. And, and he clocked in a lot of minutes in this one because they sort of want to put him to the test. And I think that he, he passed the test with, with flying colors. I, I think he's a guy that can be that backup center, especially with, um, with um, Rob out. and That spot's Cornette. wide
0: open for yeah.
1: right now, you know, still still trying to work his way back because Blake Griffin is, is who he is. You know, he's not going to be someone that's going to you can boost up to twenty plus minutes until Rob gets back. I mean, he's just that. That just wouldn't be wouldn't be what's best for this team. So I think that's where someone like Von Lane could come in and, and eat up those minutes and give you good production while he's out there.
0: That spot's wide open. It doesn't matter that Vonley's on the roster yet; he could be your backup center day one. Blake? Absolutely. You know you know how I feel about Blake. He's on the wrong side of his career at this point. We'll see if he's able to contribute. He's still working his way back, so I don't know if he's going to be at 100%. Uh, for okay, right, and you, you don't hope.
1: have to force him into that role, yeah. you
0: know? So it's, good. Yeah, it's so good. It's a good place to be for the Celtics. If you're Luke's, Celtic. Luke's hurt. He's going to have to work his way back. Cabin Gelly, he's on the two-way deal, so he can't even be an everyday guy this could be your backup center out of the gate, and it's not a terrible option. Like he has built some good size, he has definitely put on the weight to play that spot. He's six right. ten, he can right. rebound clearly, and I don't but think Bobby, you need you a lot know, out of that position.
1: You don't know if, and I'm uh, this might be hard for you to, to hear, Bobby, but you don't know if Luke's going to be the same when he gets back. You know, and I don't mean like he's going to be. No, but
0: none of these guys have proven themselves, and Luke's in that Luke's in that camp. I like right, him. But I just mean guys, I'm not saying yes. he's going to
1: take a step in his development, but I mean, uh, uh, he's going to, you know, take a step back in his development. I just think it might take him more time. Yeah, he'll be healthy enough to to return to the floor, but it doesn't mean, you know, the thing could take a, a few more weeks going into the regular season for him to feel 100% or, or, or like he did before the injury. So,
0: yeah. And I, you know, he's walking around, doesn't look like he's having any issues. He says the swelling's down, but. Uh, we haven't seen him cutting and doing all the basketball moves. He's sort of been on the side working by himself in practice. So not much progress from him in terms of getting back on the floor yet. They have a week here, so we'll see. Hopefully he'll be ready for that last preseason game. It'd be good to see him uh, make his case for that spot. But Vonley in a pole position for this roster, that's 14 guys if he makes it. 15's tricky. Like you could take a Justin Jackson as a wing you could take like Luca Simonic, although we haven't seen much of him. I think he played a tiny bit tonight, but I don't no, think he's we, got. Yeah, strong...
1: They're good. They're good he's with got, they're
0: Yeah, he's got strong got... moment. He, he, d- yeah. I does not rather have strong momentum toward making this roster. I don't think. Uh, who else is in camp? Denzel Valentine got let go. Yeah. Jake Lehman. I don't think so. Um, I don't think he makes the team either. Yeah. Anyone else? I'm forgetting in that group. Kevin Gelly and um and uh, JD are on the two ways, so they'll be uh. Back and forth between Maine. I think Maine gets going yeah. in November, so they'll be able to stick around a little bit longer. Broderick Thomas, they like him. I I wouldn't be stunned if they signed him. You know, point, can handle the ball a little bit. Wing size. He's been here a couple uh, for a little while at this point. Um, but you know, some teams keep that 15th spot open for f- flexibility. So I could see that happening too. In fact, that's probably the yeah, most likely cool. most likely way they use it. Uh, So that would kind of leave Justin Jackson out of the fold, even though he's had some moments through summer league and certainly tonight. Um, I don't know if we've seen enough for him to make it though. They'll have one more opportunity to make their case. Final preseason game coming up next Friday in Montreal uh, against the Raptors, who we saw last game. And uh, as for tonight, Celtics moved to two and one, the preseason overall, three good efforts from the starters. At uh, 112.103 over the Hornets here. Of course, uh, we will be at camp again next week. So stay tuned to Celtics All Access for updates from there. As Joe Sway said to open the show, uh, new Cedric Maxwell podcast coming soon. He just got down to Greensboro calling this game. Uh, so I'm sure he'll have some stories from down there as well as Draymond talk. Oh, yeah. Let's throw that in here at the end. So we t- we touched on this at the end of the last show cuz the report dropped right around the time we were going on the air after the Raptors game and yeah. what we heard is that it, there was like a physical altercation i don't even remember did it was the did, did the original report say that a punch was thrown
1: no they just said a physical altercation but they never yeah. said anything about
0: yeah so connection. it it kind of got underplayed they were saying oh we might not even suspend draymond and it did, it seemed like it was going to get handled in house then TMZ today throws a video out there, and this was a this was a flying, vicious, uh, all out. I I don't know if you can refer to it as a sucker punch because Pool kind of pushed him at first, but it was an all out punch. Pool got to move back a little bit in preparation, but if he took the load of that shot, he that was broken jaw. That might have been even worse if if he took the brunt of that punch from Green. Just a a, a vicious punch. Uh, I don't know what was behind this. We don't know what's really gone on on this team or between these two. There's the contract thing that I alluded to there, but I don't know what is going on here. And this is just the end of a weird off season where the Warriors have had to kind of pick between three guys who need new contracts. Um, You know, green has kind of made his case for like this new max deal. And uh, again, like I don't, I have no clue what's behind this, but just, Kind of a crazy move from green in practice, this stuff happens um I guess what what Steve curve famously got punched by Jordan and we had um who was the guy in the bulls there a couple of years ago uh Bobby Portis punched um miratich so yeah. this stuff happens, but to see it hurted, on video right? uh just as 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 aggressive of a shot as he was taken here at his teammate. I don't know what to make of this. And I think the Warriors are going to have to take some kind of action here and it might have to be strong action.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you have to, because this thing is out there now. Everyone has seen it and no one knows the context of it. No one knows what was said, but obviously it doesn't look good, especially for Draymond Green, because it just seemed like it wasn't a whole lot of pushing back and forth before he, before he punched him right in the face. seemed like very quick, but you know, the whole contract thing, I feel like I don't, Maybe that doesn't help their relationship, but you know, from reports and from the past and from things that I'm hearing, these guys weren't always the closest of friends. You know, so it, no one knows what you know this, the the history of this of these two. But obviously, whatever was said, you know, that was the the breaking point. And look, whatever Poole said, I don't think it's hard to it's hard to justify warranting that sort of that sort of punishment. And especially, everyone's going to point at Draymond and say, look, you're you're a veteran in this league. You've been here long enough. Jordan Poole hasn't been here for that long he's much younger and people are now talking about the size difference and for you know but again we don't know what was said we don't know the context of it but it just doesn't look good because on camera it just looks like Green snapped and it looks like he and had I, an agenda from the beginning I mean it looked like he was yeah as if, as if he was like yo, know, just if he just touches me I'm gonna do this it just seems yeah. located. and but again we don't know that we don't know if could have if, if if something that was said triggered it but Again, from the outside looking in, it just doesn't look good for Draymond.
0: And I, this whole past couple months here, where we've gotten a longer look at Draymond and he's made himself more vocal on the podcast. And uh, we certainly got to see him kind of upfront and personal at the finals, whether it was him jarring back and forth with Max and Peyton, uh, his podcast talk and his spat with Brown. And I, I get the i get the antics like he's trying to get into people's heads there's some mental games at play here he crosses yeah. lines at times to try to i think raise people up and get his team going and stuff like that but yeah. this I mean, was clearly got, beyond got, that
1: that's a good point actually Bobby. this is a guy who got mad at gary payton because gary was like yeah if you did some stuff like that when we were playing somebody would have knocked you out you
0: know and then, <laughs> Him and, was this this is this him showing he could knock someone out too i mean uh, this, no, is this is crazy no this
1: is from what i took from it from you know obviously i was right there he, he's like you're your son plays for me like why are you why would you say something like that about me or why would you agree with him you're supposed to you're supposed to agree with me and it's just like well hold on a second man like i'm having a conversation with cedric maxwell like i'm not i'm not a commentator i'm not trying or whatever the case may be he's like look i'm i'm having an honest conversation and and you know the whole thing about what would have happened back then and all that stuff. And it just, it just carry it, it, it feeds into the narrative that sometimes Draymond can draw the line. Sometimes he can, you know, take things to the, to an extreme level where, where um, he doesn't always get the consequences that he would have received, I guess, according to Gary and, and Max, you know, back in the nineties or back in the eighties.
0: Yeah, and the, there's a benefit of the doubt given to him because of the winning and because of the success he's built defensively, his intensity out there. Yeah, is...
1: but there's also the other side of that, right, Bobby? You know, some people could say that would argue Draymond is the reason why the the, the Warriors blew a three-one lead against the Cavaliers. In, yeah, in so that's my point. Like he got himself suspended. He was he was in that that this was the. Uh, the uh, Draymond kicking people between the legs era. Like, you remember that? Like, it was like he did it like two times or three times throughout the regular season. And then with everything on the line, the finals, he did it again. And the NBA came down hard, gave him a one-game suspension. That obviously was a loss for the Warriors leading into game seven. And, you know, the rest is history. You know what happened. The, the, the Cavs went on to win. It's a great you know, play. A lot of people say if they had him in that game, it, they, the, the, the Warriors come out of that series. You know, they win.
0: Yeah, and like I just can't listen to him carry on about how important he is in all of this and I, talking like he's the reason they won the finals last year. I mean, he was dreadful through the start of that series, and he picked it up at the end when they were sort of getting on their roll. He had that great closer in Boston, but by that point, like his teammates had already done the hard work. Curry carrying them through game four, Clay hitting some big shots here there. Wiggins certainly, I thought, had a finals MVP yeah, case you know in what his it own one, right. Bobby?
1: He was the goon, you know. Yeah, he was the goon. So, he got guys. He got guys riled up. He played that. He played head games with guys like Grant Williams. And you and know, you know I don't. I don't like team.
0: it because he's one of the few guys that's allowed to play like that. There are certain people. It's almost expected out of him on the floor. Like he's gonna get called that way, and he's gonna get yeah. the benefit of the doubt because they're expecting him to act that way. Where if Tatum slams a ball he's going to get teed up. Tech, and yeah. I still think he should have been ejected from that game too, um, for getting in that tie up with Brown after he had already picked up a first yeah, tack. I don't think so, honestly, but I
1: think if anything, he should have just fouled out. Like the referees just swallowed the whistle so many damn times that it was like, this dude has earned like nine fouls, you <laughs> know, by the end of the game. And that's, that's to me was on the NBA, but I, I hear what you say though, because you, you want, and of course, a lot of people want to see him receive consequences for the, for the way he's been playing for the dirty play and for the borderline dirty, wherever you fall in the conversation but the way I bet he talks to the refs, agree that those are fouls you know yeah. <laughs> whether you say it's chippy or not or 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 unsportsmanlike or whatever you want to say it, it's
0: it's a foul and, and a lot of those fouls weren't called so that's how i feel about Draymond i do like that he speaks his mind and you know he puts himself out there but again i feel like there's a lot of uh, you know do- talking out of both sides of his mouth and flip flopping on things and just you know hypocrisy at times like you know, you had the thing on there when he was getting upset about Boston fans using profanity, and Clay was too. And then yeah. Green earlier in the you playoffs was like, "See
1: this too, Draymond. Throwing no, big bad. middle
0: fingers to the crowd in Memphis as he was getting ejected. But whatever. What Here's my thing. You could say right now, trade him, get rid of him. He's gonna be gone after the season anyway. But they have a pretty good squad here and I think they should almost be considered championship favorites. You, you win the championship, you bring most of your core back. I think you deserve that consideration and you're going to be a worse team. If you trade Draymond now, like you are not getting equal value back for him on the last year of his deal at this age. So is there going to be some animosity here? Yeah. Like, is the room going to be a weird place? Yeah, but that happens. You have teammates who don't love each other. We talked about this with Tatum and Brown. Like you don't need to be best friends with your teammates to win, and this might even fuel something for them in terms of motivation. Yeah, and...
1: if if Jalen knocked out Tatum, man, I don't know, it would have been, it would be different. <laughs> I don't know if they. Yeah, get... but once you I get mean... on the
0: floor, you're playing, and you know right. they got a really good team.
1: Right, but again, you have to think about who we're talking about here, right? We're talking about Draymond, and we're talking about the Warriors essentially forgiving him because this was a, this was a fuck up. No matter what you say, like what, no matter what people want to say about. You know, we don't know what was said. We, no, no. Either way, no matter how you slice it, this was this was wrong. He shouldn't have done this. You know, he's a veteran at this stage of his career. And with that being said, you go into the season now wondering if he's going to improve. You know, in terms of being a better teammate and, and not calling guys out. Does he? Does he do the? Does he continue doing the podcast? Do the Warriors hold him accountable and say, "Look, we don't want you doing that anymore"? Or do they say, "You know, you're going to be suspended for 15
0: games"? I mean, we don't know. The Warriors have to. They got to do something. That's a tough call, right? Like, what's this light going to be?
1: Like, whatever they do, it can't be light. And whatever they do, it's going to be important because if Jordan doesn't agree with it, if certain teammate, if that locker room is split about the decision, I mean, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot for them to go through. A a big distraction, you know. If 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 it's a lengthy suspension, a lot of people don't agree with it. So, and of course, Draymond has to come back with a different approach too, and he has to change his way. So,
0: it's a big test. It's a huge I think test. it's a His cool guys. off thing, right? Like if you send him away yeah. for a couple of weeks, maybe he cools off. Yeah, maybe I mean, Kurt said he was
1: away from the team today. He's gonna, they're gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna be in practice tomorrow. They have a game on Sunday, so, and he just wants them to play basketball and just get back to to focusing on on uh, the regular season. But it's tough. It's a tough spot, especially with the contract you know situation for both of these guys, and um, you know. One Especially the officer. fact that
0: he could have hurt pool bad with something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, was really just
1: about to say one guy is is in the beginning stages of his career. People, some people would say, and this isn't good for his development. Obviously, right? It's, it's it's just a lot for him to take in, and for everyone to just watch this video over and over again, millions of views across the U.S. And you know, he's got to deal with that, so it's tough.
0: Yeah, and the video gets out there. Maybe that wasn't the case in the past, but. That's that's the world now. And, Someone got the
1: bag from TMZ, man.
0: And that's the truth, you know. Like the truth is out there now. What actually happened, and they're gonna have to deal with that. Now, Poole, you gotta keep him. He's their young guy. He's the future. I get it. I get. And I don't love his game. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's gonna be as good as some people do. But no,
1: you're not a pool guy.
0: No, I thought a lot of his impact in that series was front running. Like I, you know, Wiggins, Curry, Clay, to some degree. Clay didn't shoot as best in that series, but those were the guys I think that were setting a tone out there. Green, maybe on the defensive end of the floor, um, but pool hits the half court shots and they had a couple of runs there in some of the games where they were ahead. He's still young, right? I'm not going to judge him. In fact, like I might like him more than Tyler Hero. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a nice piece to have if you're already as talented as the warriors are here, but they're in this tough position where, they're paying $600 million in salary if they're going to keep everybody intact. So someone has to go here. And if you're thinking, all right, future growth, Poole has the most potential. Wiggins, even though he's a little bit older, he found his footing last year and was as good as anybody in the finals. So you got to keep him, I think. And wings are so important in the league now, too. Clay signed long term. So you can't really do anything there. And Green. Yeah, Clay and Steph are, are they're locked in and green's a free agent next summer if he opts out so if he's asking for 160 million i think he's gonna be gone now does that mean trade him no like no Often, like i think
1: and you cross that bridge when you get there yeah, I mean, you, gotta, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta milk this thing you know you gotta you gotta
0: give yeah, a chance to win a champion this could be like a last yeah. dance after the punch <laughs> There was some beef on that Bulls team. We watched the documentary. Pippen sat out. They still won the championship. Oh, man. I love that documentary. I'm going it. Yeah, I might watch that again soon. Aren't there a lot of parallels? And, you know, the cool thing is, I feel so like Curry great. has a lot of Jordan in him. And then you have Steve Kerr as the coach who obviously played on that Jordan team. Like, there's some really cool parallels between those two teams. And then, obviously, like, how impactful culturally Curry and Jordan were. Right, but the
1: the knock on Curry though, especially in the years that they won championships, was always that he sort of cools off in the finals, and that you know it's a well balanced, not, not a well balanced attack. But you know, yeah, and then last year he he shut up all his naysayers, all his all all the people that were that used to say that, and now you 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 wonder if he can keep that going. Obviously, because that's the reason why they won. That was one of the greatest NBA Finals performances, especially the game clinching, you know, Game Six um, game win. Four. He just. He was unstoppable. There was nothing that the yeah, Suns yeah. could do to stop that. And um, that was Jordan S., you know, in the sense of just locking in um in the clutch. You know, obviously that game four was huge. He hit some huge shots down the stretch. Just being that guy that is is everyone's like, wow, there's nothing you can do to stop that guy. And that was the first time we saw him do that in NBA final stage.
0: Uh just a few things post game. I think Gary's the only one down there, probably. Uh, so he has Missoula and Noah Vonleh. I think he's great. He understands the game, screens well, fits into our defensive identity. Very happy with the way he played. He did some good things for us. Such so that's Joe Missoula post-game. Uh, talking about our guy, Noah Vonley, who I think is going to make this team. But one more chance for everybody to make their case. Uh, one more chance for the starters to kind of have their little dress rehearsal. That's usually what the fourth game of the preseason is. And that will be a week from today. Uh, Celtics-Raptors in Montreal. We'll, of course, have coverage of everything uh, leading up to that at practice next week. Celtics probably going to have a pretty full week of camp uh, this week, so we will be in Brighton for that. Celtics All Access is where you'll get highlights from practice as well as uh, some post-practice reports. Uh, Garn reports throughout next week, too. I'm sure we'll have at least one leading up to that game. Uh, maybe we'll get some takes from John once he's back from uh, from his weekend trip here and see where he's at on this team. And Jimmy, I think, is... Jimmy was here last game. So we've gotten Jimmy's take, and Sherrod's been on as well. Stay tuned for our A list podcast. I have a new Dome Theory coming tomorrow. We tried going live with Dart Adams. I know some of you were probably in there, just didn't work audio wise. So we pre recorded it tonight, and uh, we'll put that out tomorrow. Me and him just talking the about the Celtics and his new book. Do I have that here? No, not in front of me. Oh, yeah, I do. This book. Awesome, Joe Sway.
1: Yeah, you tell me about it, man.
0: I got to check that out. Our good friend Dart Adams, who uh, is a great part, supporter man. of what we do here at CLNS Media, uh, he just co-wrote a biography of a Danish rapper, who um, you know had this crazy story going from Palestine to um, to uh, Den- Denmark, and uh, you know coming up with gang life and everything else, just the craziest life. And then he ends up becoming a uh, pretty successful recording artist. So great book for Dart Adams, who's one of the biggest Celtics fans out there um and appreciate chatting with him on D- dome theory so check out that tomorrow uh joe sway's got causeway street cedric maxwell as we said and uh, of course here on the garden report with jimmy john and uh the other the thing is go over to episode yep.
1: 300 you don't want to Ooh. miss it. it's coming soon like i'm i'm super excited man i don't special guess? i there will definitely be a special guest i don't want to say too much but uh it's been this thing's been in the works took a bit of a hiatus but uh we, we're coming back strong for sure this season so stay tuned for that and of course Cedric Maxwell podcast this weekend you know what we're going to be talking about of course the Celtics team and uh what we're down with the Warriors stay tuned for Max's take and who knows what else what else what, what else we'll, we'll dive into uh he's, he's gonna be uh coming from uh, obviously he's down there in North Carolina and it's his old his old stomping ground so uh it should be fun it should
0: be fun I told uh, I told uh, you before we came on the air i was listening to the radio for a little bit and uh max goes oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> no i wasn't part of punching anyone in the face but those things do happen that was max's take <laughs> so there's a little preview of what you're gonna get from max that he was not part of punching anyone in the face during his career though you should ask about the um the scuffle he got into when he was coaching a team after his career with one of the players yeah that's <laughs> a part talking- of his book i
1: never asked him about actually but yeah I- i'm gonna do that yeah when yeah, i read that talking- i was like he never told me about this. Yeah, I'll check it out.
0: We, we were talking about that Max's book. Um, what, what's the name of his book? Uh, I forget the name of it, but Max right has his me, own. Bro. There if it is. Yeah, so if these walls, the walls
1: get the Sideline, yeah. locker room, and press box.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, so there's Max's book. Right you can go get that as well. Go, go get your reading on. It's fall. Summer's it's fall. Oh, it's get, such a good get, read too. It's quick. Fall fall can be your time for reading too before the season gets going here. Um Josh, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Joe Sway for being here tonight. We love the preseason. John he'll be back for opening night. He'll 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 he's ready to go for the real games. Um I know everybody's missing him. So that's our show for tonight. Um, one more note, please go subscribe to the um to the podcast version of the Garden Report, especially on yeah. iTunes. Go over and there, review, read, review please. it. Hook us up. Yeah, that helps us out a lot. Uh, And yeah, there it is. You can do a QR code on that and uh, take you right to iTunes where you can leave a rate and review. That's super important for the show. Help us out on the podcast side. If you can't listen to us one night after a game, you can go and uh, listen to it in the car in the morning while you're driving to work or whatever. So that's a great thing to have. Also, of course, it's on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcast, too. So appreciate that. Uh, Appreciate you all being here chatting post game. We'll be back next Friday, Friday, as I said. You guys are real ones. uh,
1: With Raptors, Celtics.
0: All right. These are A1 fans right here. There we go. Appreciate y'all. Yep, no doubt. See you guys soon.